G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Many struggle with the concept that once they believe in Jesus Christ for salvation, they are eternally secure. Maybe the reason for this is because anything we get outside of God teaches us that good things always come to an end. We live on a fallen planet, and when we experience those things we dreamed of, there is a thought lurking in the back of our minds. This is too good to be true. It won't last. But this is not how it is with God. In the book of Ecclesiastes, we read these words, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before him. Whatever God does is forever. In the beginning, he said, let there be light. And after thousands and thousands of years, there's still light. Whatever God does is forever. And this is especially so with our salvation. Paul says that he who has begun a good work in us, he will perfect it. That is, he will bring it to completion. Be encouraged today, dear friend. The fulfillment of God's great purpose regarding our salvation does not rest ultimately with us. It cannot fail because we are in the grip of his grace. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Hi, it's Bill here and uh, joining me as usual is author and pastor Ken Legg. And we're wrestling with the subject of salvation and eternity. Salvation is forever is our subject this week. It's a great topic, Ken. I'm sure uh, each of us have different levels of revelation concerning how secure we are in Jesus. And uh, what are we looking at today? Well, let's just recap a little bit, Phil. We've been looking so far at the fact that we are secure because of the Father. When we are saved, we're born again. We become members of his family. Uh, Once a son, always a son. We can't be unborn. We've said that. Mm. We're also secure because we're in Jesus. You know, Jesus said, uh, those that the Father has given to me, they will never by any means perish. They cannot be lost because they were given to him for safekeeping. Now, today I want us to look at what it means to be secure because of the Holy Spirit. That's interesting you say that because you tend to think about salvation as being because of the work of Jesus on the cross and that, you know, may be where it starts and finishes. But really what you're saying is that each member of the Godhead, the person of the Holy Spirit as part of the Trinity, also has part of our salvation. Yeah, each person of the Godhead is involved. It's, It's fascinating when you look at that in the Bible and see how each one of them is involved in our salvation. We know, of course, the Father purposed our salvation before the foundation of the world. Then it was the Son who came into the world to carry out that plan by paying the price for our redemption on the cross. And then the Holy Spirit is the one who applies that work in us. Mm. Now, the Bible says that when we believe in Jesus, we're actually sealed with the Holy Spirit. Let me just read to you what Paul did say about that in Ephesians chapter 1. He said, In him, that's in Christ, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. That is the gospel of your salvation. Then he says, In whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So if you like, we could say the Holy Spirit is 
a pledge of God's intentions concerning us. It's like um, when a couple get married, you know, they exchange rings and they seal the promises that they've made to each other with the exchange of rings. Now, um, when I started going out with my wife, before she was my wife, Marianne, I was living in the UK. She was um, a Swiss lady. And so we were a thousand miles apart. Mm. And, uh, you know, we couldn't afford to fly to see each other. And, uh, you know, we were kind of uh, in those days where there was no internet, no text messaging, <laughs> no instant communication. So it was the old way, Phil, of writing a letter, uh, licking it, <laughs> licking a stamp, putting it on the letter, sending it off, and then waiting days and, in fact, weeks for that reply to come back. But the thing is this, that when we got engaged, I placed a ring on her finger, which was a pledge. It was a pledge or a promise, um, a pledge of my intentions concerning her. In the giving of that ring, I was basically saying to her, one day I'm going to come to Switzerland, we are going to get married, and then I'm going to take you back to be with me, and we're going to be married till death us do part. And you got married in Switzerland? I did. Wow. We might honeymoon there. Save that for another day. That sounds fascinating. Somebody's got to do it. But the the whole engagement ring thing is a really good illustration. I I know somewhere else in the Word it says that the Holy Spirit is like a deposit or a a down payment on our salvation. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Um, In fact, in Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 21, he says, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a deposit. Now, that's the word you use. A, a deposit, of course, is a down payment mm. which secures an item until we come to collect it. Let's just say I go into a store and I think, oh, I like that, that TV over there. It's on special. I want to secure that. I don't have all the money. So I go over, I pay a deposit. That's mine. Mm. Nobody can touch that. That's mine. I own that. I've just got to come and collect it, make the rest of the payment. Well, Jesus paid everything, but it was a deposit because he's basically saying, you're mine now. I'm going to come back and get you one day, but you're mine. I bought you with a very, very costly price, my own blood, Mm. and you are mine now. I guess there's another aspect of it too. You think about putting your mark on something. You you talk about the ring that you put on your wife's finger. That was an indication of your intention and her intention to you. Yeah. But there's also the whole seal concept too. You know, the tomb was sealed. You put a seal on on a document to say that it's, it's yours or it's authentic that's part of what the Holy Spirit's role is as well, isn't it? Yeah, we, we seal something to protect it and make it secure. So, uh, as you say, documents are sealed and, and they're tamper-proof um, because that's the whole point of sealing something is to say, okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll put the seal around it, then then it will be secure, it'll be guarded. Often you get on electronics, you know, a little seal there saying, warranty void if, uh, yeah, if this, this is, is removed, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I remember when I first got saved, Phil, I used to wonder, when Jesus comes back, how is he going to know those who are his? I mean, are we all going to be quizzed at the end of our lives and you know be asked a lot of questions to find out who's a Christian and who isn't? No, you know, obviously I've understood now that when we got saved, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so God knows instantly those who are his because they're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So we've been marked, you use that term, I think, marked. By God, which is an interesting term because, you know, we have a lot of talk today about the mark of the beast. But, you know, the Bible actually talks more about the people of God being marked and sealed. Mm, and yet we don't hear so much teaching. Yeah, that's on that. right. We don't hear about that so much. Um, that whole marked thing in the seal, you know, you talked about being tamper proof a moment ago, you know, the, the void, warranty void if the seal is removed, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
if anyone wants to tamper with our salvation, they have to break the seal, don't they? They've got to mess with the Holy Spirit, and it's probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> not advisable. I agree. I mean, God has put a seal on you to prove that you are his. Now, here's the question. How long will that seal last? Is it something that can be faded or, or can just wear and you know uh, um, go from us? Mm. No. Paul says this. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now, the day of redemption is when Jesus comes back to finally bring about the climax of our redemption, which includes the redemption of our body. And uh, we might grieve the Holy Spirit, but he will never leave us because Jesus said, uh, when you believe, you will receive the Holy Spirit and he will abide with you forever. And sometimes, you know, we, we sing songs that really are old covenant language. There's a beautiful song, I love it, but really doctrinally it's incorrect. We sing, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Do you know that song? It's yes. an old song. Well, that was under the Old Covenant. You know, in the Old Covenant, the Holy Spirit would come upon people for certain tasks and times. But in the New Covenant, we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and he will never leave us nor forsake us. Mm. When we look at salvation in terms of what God has done and what he is doing, I guess it takes the pressure away from us, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Because there's a subtle tendency to know that we're saved by grace, but somehow... You know, we have this thing in the back of our mind that it's really all about what we do. And that's that's what gives us the assurance, isn't it? If it was all up to us, we would be worried every day whether we've, you know, done enough, whether we've kept it, whether we've lost it today. But the fact is, Paul says this in his teaching of salvation. He says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. It's the only way that our salvation can be guaranteed, can be sure, can be secure, is to be held in the grip of His grace. And thank God for the seal of the Holy Spirit that is upon us. A good reminder that salvation is forever. That's our theme this week, and we'll have more tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book This Is The Life, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.